In this episode, we talk about food. Lots of food. We get Jesus' menu for a successful lunch party. Evidently, all you need is about five dinner rolls and two sardines. We learn what's on the menu when Jesus arises after a bad day. A really bad day. And we discover if you're sitting down with a bunch of friends for dinner and they don't recognize you, just say the blessing. And finally, we talk about the ultimate come-and-get-it moment in the entirety of Jesus' ministry, all on the way to answering the question, was food important to Jesus? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Okay, let's start back at the beginning. Not back at the beginning of creation, just back at the beginning of Jesus's ministry. Do you know what the very first miracle performed by Jesus was? Well, at least, the first one we're told about in Scripture was at a wedding feast in Cana of Galilee, and where he, rather famously, turned water into wine. Then remember that time he took a kid's lunch, five loaves, two fish, and he fed 5,000 people? And on the last night he had with his disciples, he had dinner with them, a dinner that turned out to be rather important. He literally bookended his earthly ministry with food. And after Jesus was risen from the dead, one of the first things he does is he appears to the disciples on the road to Emmaus. But in their sorrow, as they're walking along with Jesus, they don't recognize him. But as they stop to lodge for the night, they ask Jesus, who they still don't recognize, to stop and stay with them. It's only when they are about to eat And Jesus takes the food and blesses it that suddenly their eyes are open and they recognize him. And in another post-resurrection appearance to the disciples, Jesus asks them if they have anything to eat. And he sits down with them and eats. Interestingly, Jesus has only two post-resurrection meals in which we are given the menu, and it is fish in both cases. It's fascinating to realize that in every one of these stories involving food, Jesus is teaching his followers something. Food for Jesus is always associated with growth and learning. Growing up in my family, there was one frequently reoccurring conflict that centered around dinner. Every night, my mother would make dinner, and then she would call us to the table once she had the meal prepared— her beckoning of dinner's ready could be heard throughout the house. Often, though, our response to her call would be, well, let's say just less than immediate. And so figuring we hadn't heard her, she would come to the bottom of the steps and yell, hey, kids, dinner's ready. Now, being obedient children as we were and never wanting to disobey our mother, our natural response was something along the lines of, Yeah, sure, Mom, in a minute. And not surprisingly, that's where the conflict began. Now, if Dad was home, he would enter into the growing conflict about this time in order to maintain peace and keep us from our mother's fury. He would explain to us how important it is for us to come immediately when we're called for a meal. 
I would then carefully explain to my father that I was not just ignoring her. No, in reality, I was in the midst of something really important. You see, mom had called me during the last 10 minutes of perhaps the best Star Trek episode of all time. My younger sister's excuse would be equally solid as mine. She was on the phone recapping her school day with her best friend, Ellen, and that was something they'd been unable to do for a long time since, well, yesterday at this time, to be exact. My father would then, a little more emphatically, maybe a lot more emphatically, explain the effort and energy that my mother had invested in preparing our dinner. The problem in this story is that our mother was being hurt by an oblivious family, not a malicious family, just kind of an ignorant one. We we just didn't understand. We've already established exactly how important food is to Jesus' ministry, and nowhere is it more important than on the last night Jesus has with his disciples before he's crucified. In this podcast, we're focusing on Maundy Thursday. And as I said, on Jesus' last day before his crucifixion, he calls together his disciples. He has one last shot at them, one last chance to teach them, one last chance to offer them something. He prepares for them a meal, and he sits down to break bread with them. Imagine the feelings Jesus has as he broke the bread with them for the last time. Imagine his feelings as he looked at their blank faces, as he began to describe what he was doing. Imagine again his feelings as he realized that perhaps the only one at the table who seemed to have any purpose or sense of mission at this moment is the one who's about to betray him. Before these people, he places a meal. I must admit that I was about 20 years old before I understood my mother's emotional response to those times when we didn't come immediately to her call for dinner. I was home from college for the summer, and everyone in my family, except for my father and me, was away on vacation or doing something else. I decided to assume the responsibility for preparing our meals. So I picked really basic, simple recipes because I've never cooked that extensively before, but they were plenty complex for me. And what I quickly discovered was that when I prepared a meal, I wanted an immediate response when it was placed on the table and offered. When I said dinner's ready, and then my father would finish the sports section of the paper before responding to my call, well, well, that was unacceptable to me. Couldn't, couldn't he see that I just placed a bit of myself on the table? I remember that summer suddenly understanding my mother's need for us to respond to her call. She'd been offering up a piece of herself. And we'd been either ignoring it or just putting it off. Jesus does not just place a meal in front of us and say, dinner time, take it or leave it. He's incredibly invested in the disciples' acceptance, in our acceptance. Jesus has placed himself on the table before us. 
The story of Monday Thursday is perhaps one that is so familiar that we miss its import. Because, on its surface, it is nothing more than someone having prepared a meal and calling together those for whom the meal has been prepared. No wonder we often don't give this moment the recognition it's due. It's so familiar, no wonder we overlook it. But, like all calls of dinner time, this moment requires a response. Jesus beckons us to come partake of the food he offers. In this case, he wants us to know that he has placed himself on the table before us. The question for us is how will we respond? Will we respond with blank faces? Will we cite our distractions as reasons for not listening? Will we respond with betrayal? Or will we do as Jesus hopes? Respond quickly and with enthusiasm to this remarkable and life-changing meal we are being offered by no one less than God himself. Jesus calls. The meal is on the table. Jesus himself is offered before us. Come, let us respond. That's all for today. If you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is dan at skypilot.zone. That's dan at skypilot.zone. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you will be notified of future episodes and then leave a review. Those reviews are so much more than just an evaluation. When you leave a review, you help other people discover this podcast. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.